Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to another wonderful episode of Red, White, and Brown by Live with Shri Amir and Michael. And we have a stacked lineup for you guys this week. We are going to start off with Cut Quickly, and then we're going to get into everybody's favorite, which is The Fabulous Lives of Bollywood Wives Season 2, which you will actually hear a full in-depth review from Michael, who is both a fabulous wife and has a great Bollywood life. And yes, we're going to finish it off with The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. So we're going to start off with Cut Quickly. Emma, do you want to give us a 3,000 top, like treetop overview, 3,000 foot? Like what happened? What really happened with the movie was that a very aging guy plays plays a 30-year-old cop who is trying to catch a serial killer in, in, in Himachal Pradesh in the, in the hills, in the Himalayan hills. Now, this movie, uh, if you did not know, is a remake of the Tamil classic Ratsasan. And in its two-hour, 14-minute frame, it is a scene-by-scene copy of the original, but it comes off so weird. I mean, I have to tell you, I've watched actors who are pro- pro- or really good actors, like Chandrachur Singh. He has had a really great career. And you see him ham here, and I don't think even they believed in the story because it shows on screen. But yes, so what happens is this guy uh, played by Akshay Kumar, uh, his name is Arjun, uh, Arjun and he um, is a writer. He's trying to write a murder, murder thriller, and um, he, he gets a financer who wants to do his own story. So he drops out of that and joins the police force because he knows people who know people, and his brother-in-law is... Uh, as a cop as well. So he joins with a brother-in-law as a sub-inspector. And uh, his uh, and that's when the killings start. And what was what's hap- what happens is girls, teenage girls get abducted and the killer leaves a box with a head of a doll uh, in, in their home or wherever, you know, the incident happens. And, and he's the first one because he's researched so much about serial killers writing that script. He's the first one who points out to the cops, hey, you incompetent people, this is a serial killer because he's, he's, he's leaving his signature. And that's where the story starts. And that's the story of Kutputli and how they ultimately figure out who the serial killer is. Mike, what did you think? You know, it's ultimately one of those uh, kind of things where you just have to piece together the information um, as you're watching. I did kind of think that this was, you know, more of an interesting uh, Hindi film that I've watched recently compared to the others. I'm coming off of Liger from last week, so there's lots of things I can do that one much better. Um, so, you know, ultimately... You're emotionally was... traumatized. Exactly. Emotionally traumatized. I was looking for something, you know, new, something kind of fresh. And I was feeling that with this one, you know, a little bit. It, it did feel a little bit um, unique to me. And, you know, were you feeling similar while you were watching this? Well, um, you know, I, I I thought it was funny. I thought it was like a joke because I didn't think the actors believed in their roles and it showed on screen in the inauthenticity with which they were performing. I told you about Chandrachur Singh, but Akshay Kumar, who's like, I, th- I think he's 54 or 55. He's playing a 30-ish guy. It shows on his face. He's paired with Rakul Preet Singh, who's much younger than he is. There's no chemistry between the two and they're supposed to be this love story. And while girls are getting abducted and killed, the gruesomely gouged corpses are turning up. They slide in a song in between all of that, like a romantic song. So 
it was so horrible watching this movie that I swear I couldn't believe that they had made something of that sort. And somebody, I read a review which said it's one of the finer works of Akshay Kumar and I just wanted to choke, right? We also want to let you guys know that fun fact, yesterday, September 3rd was National Cinema Day. So if you guys got a chance, you could have seen all of the incredible movies and subpar ones that we review in theaters for $3. And if you did get a chance to watch any of them and take advantage of all of those deals, feel free to let us know. Go ahead and leave us a comment on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That is at Daisy's Livegram or at Daisy's Live. And we're more than happy to respond and repost some of our favorites. But now back to Cut Quickly and let's wrap it up. And what did you think? Did you like any part of it? I did not like any part of it, except, of course, the cinematography was pretty nice. I mean, of course, you're showing this place, Kasali, which is in Himachal Pradesh, in the Himalayas. It's beautiful. Um, you know, you kind of get in the nitty gritties of the violence while the chase is going on and the cops are looking for the killers and the killings are happening. But what really let me down was the acting of everybody was so, it, it was so inconsistent with with their, with their skill set. Um, Akshay Kumar totally hamming it up. He just did not look as young as they're portraying him to be. And Akshay Kumar is one of the fittest guys in the industry. I mean, the guy wakes up at 4 a.m. to to work out even now. And he's done that forever. He sleeps at 9 p.m., wakes up at 4 a.m. He works out every day. But he looks he looks his age. He does. Um, Raghul Singh and his pair, pairing is just, it, why do you need even need a romantic angle thrown in and when, you know, when girls or kids are getting killed like they are? Um, a lot of the parents of the girls, um, their acting is so superficial that you're like, are they, are you sure they picked up the right actors to do this? Couldn't they find better actors to portray, you know, the role of, uh, of grief-stricken parents? It was it was a hoot. It was like, okay, you you're not looking like a parent who's just had the kid killed. And there's this entire scene when Chandra Chur Singh, who is actually who plays Akshay Kumar's brother-in-law, their daughter gets kidnapped and killed. And the entire scene where Chandra Chur Singh looks at his daughter's, um, you know, literally mutilated body, and the, I, I mean, for a moment, I was like. Is he joking? Is he the killer? Because he's not getting the the reaction. I mean, I can see the reaction on his face. And in my head, I'm like, is he the killer? <laughs> Literally, because he's just not showing the appropriate reaction. And then it turns out he's not. And then they show that they leave. And all of that entire, you know, it was so patchily done. The entire movie is like patchwork. It's like people didn't know what happened before. or People couldn't get the emotion of the right character at the right time. And they just patched it together in a movie. So I was very disappointed. It 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 was it was like a film school. Somebody somebody studying to be a director in film school does a movie and it's a patchwork. It was that bad bad quality um, patchwork done. So um, well, you know, as far as Akshay Kumar goes, I think he should stop being the drinking dancing lead and he should just get into more character roles. He should stop romancing women one third is age because it just doesn't look good. And, you know, not being ageist by any form of manner, but he just doesn't look a 30-year-old anymore. So he should stop looking, trying to look like a 30-year-old. And then, of course, um, the most important aspect of the plot, when the backstory of the killer and how the killer gets introduced and, you know, the authenticity of his, his motive, 
just doesn't come through. All those scenes are so rushed that you're like, oh, what happened? Oh, so this guy was a killer. And why? Why did he kill? I mean, now, they don't give it enough time to establish, whereas in the original movie, it was. So a lot of patchwork done here, and I didn't particularly like the movie at all, but um, what we've done is we've given you the good and the bad, well, mostly bad. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you have time, it's streaming on Hulu or Hotstar. We are back with Red, White, and Brown by Daisy Set Live. Shreya, Mary, and Michael. We're going to give you a fabulous review of the fabulous, fabulous Lives of Bollywood Wives season two with our very own Bollywood wife, Michael. Michael, tell us about the show. Yeah. So when I was first told that I'd have to watch the show, I thought it was some sort of punishment um, in some way because I'm I'm personally not one that watches even the Real Housewives. Uh, you know, here that takes place in the U.S. So let me tell you a little bit about these four best friends, Nilam, Mahip, Seema, and Bhavana uh, in this show. Really, I was kind of expecting like a reality TV show, but this really struck me more as a drama. A lot of the episodes like take a, they really take a stab at trying to show like some character development. Uh, FYI, I'm pretty oblivious to season one because uh, I hadn't been dropped into this um whole world uh, to see season one but with season two um i was able to see kind of like these characters um how they interact and ultimately like rich girl problems so you know seeing a lot of these um seeing a lot of these bollywood housewives in mumbai like the very in the very beginning they're getting off of yacht party and they're just complaining about how there was like a zero cell phone policy they're um, you know, gabbing about the dress that the bride was wearing, yada, yada, yada. And then it kind of takes you into the lives of these four in the next coming episodes. And really, like, it's it's hard to make a drama out of this when really it should be a reality TV show. When you try and make a drama about some of these problems that really only pertain to a very small group of people, uh, it didn't really come off the best way to me. I, I would have loved to have seen this maybe just be like, Reality TV, we're observing, and then we, you know, we can maybe give a laugh or not. Some of these uh, dramatic scenes in it just didn't quite land. It was kind of cringy. Also, just kind of, I don't know how to say it. Like, it it came off as like really shallow. But um, maybe that's just what the Real Housewives uh, in general is kind of like. Sure, I know that you mentioned that you had watched this a little bit. You know, what were I you did. thinking? I did. So I am somebody who is like a. I do not, let's be real, I do not enjoy watching reality TV shows, but I think at some point in everybody's life, they just need to watch things that make them feel brain dead. And so you're like, if you spend, you know, all your hours of your day working and you're worrying about this and you're worrying about that, and the last thing you need is to like turn on TV and you're watching like a murder mystery or something that really uses a whole lot of brain power. And for those reasons, I happen to love watching shows like this where I could, I didn't need to think because I was like, there's no way, absolutely in no world would I relate to any single one of these people's problems like their drama was completely unrelatable the problems that they had were completely unrelatable it was like so out of touch with reality that it was almost nice because I was like this is probably not what a normal person goes through and I loved watching like their little cat fights I loved watching them try to one-up each other with the fashion speaking of which these are some yummy mummies because like the way these girls dress I was like y'all better be making some bank or like your your man's better be making some bank or like whatever that's the whole point right they're just like rich people like the bang that they make for the buck and like their their decked out closets if I watch it for nothing else at least for the fashion because they're all beautiful they're all beautiful they're all fit 
they're all healthy and they are all just like dressed to the nines like if you were going to the oscars tomorrow they would just be like oh yeah i have something ready in my closet for that like let's just go to the met gala i got i got something like it's totally fine i just bought this yesterday you know casual dinner wear and mike is right every single part over like every single thing that comes out of these women's mouths are very shallow. It's like complete shallow statements, but it's still somehow enjoyable to watch. It's like watching Love Island. It's like watching Real Housewives. It's like watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. You don't watch it, it those. Is, because it is India's Kardashians. I thought yeah, it was. Exactly. But oh, the India's only thing that family. I thought about this season, and it, I don't know if you watched season one, uh, because we reviewed season one. Now it's well, guys, it's on our website. Go ahead and uh, and read the review. Um, but season one wasn't this rehearsed. This actually was so highly rehearsed that you, you can figure out that was re rehearsed. Well, oh, for said, sure. Um... I, I agree. I agree. I feel like th the part that Michael was talking about where he mentioned um saying like you'd rather have just watched this be a little bit more of a reality show I was like yeah it's like a said it's like a halfway between this and a halfway between that you know it's not like a full scripted show but at the same time it's not completely unscripted because there's portions of it where you're like okay you're definitely staging like these these moments to happen and I'm like I don't know if you're trying to like make it appeal more to the audience but for whatever reason i think it took away i think it took away from the initial point of like yes, what they were trying it to was, do which it was heavily engineered it was heavily mm -hmm. engineered for example bhavna Pandey wants to wants to renew her vows with her husband chunky Pandey because they've been married for 24 years or so and uh basically the others start trolling her for the, that cringe idea and and even the kids her kids don't like the idea as well but isn't this akin to, you know, Shania Kapoor's debutant ball in Paris, you know, where she's the season's debutante? I mean, literally, Bollywood was doing stuff like that uh, in, in the last season. Uh, uh, there is this entire uh, entire stage thing of Sanjay Kapoor telling his wife that I can't divorce you because only rich people can divorce. And you're like, well, why are you just trying to stay here? I mean, literally, what kind of a, I mean, what kind of a divorce are you thinking? Then Seema, uh, who was um, who was the sister-in-law of Salman Khan, she was married to his younger brother, Sohail Khan, and now they're divorced. So she's starting off her own life. And she changes the, uh, the nameplate of the house. And she puts her name and her kid's name on it without the last name. And she has this entire convincing discussion with her son, uh, trying to explain why she dropped the last name Khan. And I, th I thought that was pretty crazy. And then her new brand of clothing is called Wasted. <laughs> like, what were you thinking? Because we, we're thinking we're wasting our time <laughs> literally watching this. Yes, we're totally wasted. Um, but but then there was this acrimonious thing between her and Neelam Kotari, where, you know, She's blaming Neelam for drifting apart uh, in their friendship. And Neelam's like, yeah, I, my priorities changed. I got married. I had a kid. But she just doesn't understand it. And which is so weird because she herself was married and her priorities were something else. And yes. you know, she's just blaming. You know what they took a book out of the page of? That's straight up a Kardashian theme remember everybody comes at Courtney because Courtney consistently is like I can't do the show anymore or like I my family's first like my priorities are my family first family first family first and the entire rest of the the 
the Dash West families like making their fun, making fun of her for it, right? And it really reminded me of that. It's like they were trying to relate character arcs in a way. They were just like basically taking pieces from reality TV in the past that has really worked with certain audiences and they're like, hold on, so let's put it right Johar. here. He knows the formula. He's looking at other shows and seeing what exactly. worked in other other semi-reality shows and putting it over there. But Mahip as a as a woman, she's so crass. She's so crude. She's so rude. I mean, the way she talks to people, the language she uses. I mean, she tells Seema that people saying uh, that Yuga was in life is all cock and bull. I mean, it was infuriating to watch the woman and the way she she's such a motor mouth. Uh, it was, but maybe that sells for Karan Johar, I guess. Uh, but but the sanest person on the show is Neelam Kotari's husband, Samir Soni. And that entire conversation between them where, you know, Neelam says there's a kissing scene in the sh- in a show I'm doing. And he's trying to tell her how a kissing scene. <laughs> Especially, you know, when they bring the intimacy coordinator on, on set. And, you know, it's, I, I really, I, I think he's the sanest person because he, he talks a lot of sense um through the throughout the show but yeah uh, like it's it's too much cringe too much cringe it's what you expect it's what it's it at the end of the day rich people problems and you just sit there watching them with like no oh the best the best part the best episode was when um Karan Johar sets up Seema to date the singer Bacha and uh and you know he's there and he's trying to get them together and they're little teasing them and the whole the whole episode was such a hoot because they're so embarrassed that they act funny. 20 they literally act like they're 20s going on dates for the first time like falling in love for the first time kind of thing it's like it's so, very age inappropriate to me like I was like they're it's like it's like they act so much younger than they actually are like it's like they themselves sometimes forget that they're that not literally they're not supposed 20 to be years mature old. mothers of, of, exactly. of women who are dating are literally about to get married but Having said that, um, I think that's it from us for Fabulous Lives. I think that's where we stop being fabulous and we stop watching it. And we just finished reviewing all of the fabulous lives of these Bollywood wives in season two of their show. But we're going to switch gears and talk to you about one of the most anticipated releases of the month, the Lord of the Rings new movie. Mike, what did we miss if we didn't watch it? Yeah, so Rings of Power is... Like I'm, I'm very, very excited about this because in a way, a um, couple things. One, it could really take Amazon's platform to kind of be able to host like the new Game of Thrones in a sense. But two, if this is pulled off very well, the whole Lord of the Ring franchise, as we already know, it can completely change. And watching those movies again will have all new meaning. So for those that don't know, like Rings of Power is based on J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, Lord of the Rings franchise. But it's kind of given you like everything before like The Hobbit, everything before Lord of the Rings, like hundreds and thousands of years ago before the, all that happens and is just kind of setting everything up, setting the entire world for you to you know get introduced to those movies I just mentioned. Um, and in order to do that, Amazon spent a lot of money on this first season alone. I One think like billion dollars. Billion, billion dollars. And you can really, really tell just from watching this first season in a couple of ways. One, the cinematography, absolutely amazing. Lord of the Rings like captured that 
you know, uh, in the 90s, whenever they released that movie uh, being filmed in New Zealand. I mean, this one is able to do it just as well, if not like way better uh, in today's times. But then also too, like building an entire world that you yourself as the viewer will be able to, you know, immerse yourself in. So all the different, uh, you know, monsters and like, you know, creatures that are in the Lord of the Rings franchise, you're able to see those uh, with this, like, I don't know, like high tech capabilities, the CGI is very great, or and the costumes are even great as well. Um, so, you know, in a nutshell, it's essentially just telling the story of everything that happened beforehand. I'm very excited about this because I think it has lots of potential to uh, be able to do very well and we'll be able to extract even more value out of the franchise as we already know it um em i know that you also watch this you know anything else that you'd like to add to that um, i thought i thought tolkien's work is is amazing of course and i don't know if you knew what tolkien is a south african writer and this is his franchise but but for Amazon to really make something of it, they've actually sunk a billion dollars in the first season. And they have, if I can call this epic, this is epic because I haven't seen something as well done as this in a very long time. And of course the entire series starts with a prologue uh, which retells the encounter, the montage of battles and uh, um, the opening of Peter Jackson's adaptation of the Fellowship of the Ring. And uh, while uh, Bilbo, Frodo, Aragorn, and Gandalf are not here in this in this series, but uh, it has the same kinetic cinematic language. It has the sweeping shot, the New Zealand landscapes, uh, the orchestral score, and just every living, breathing thing that you imagine that you've seen before is is completely, completely uh, projected here. Now. Um, uh, of course, uh, Gabriel, uh, uh, Galadriel is the series lead here as well, and the episodes take for uh, take her from hunting down Sauron in a distant land to uh, the Elven Kingdom of Linden, and then beyond that, her character goes from minor arc and feels condensed and complete in the premiere, of course. And what what follows up is the series. Uh, she she is the driving force of the series. But uh, that's not the only story being told in the first chapters because only two uh, episodes have been released by Amazon this week. And of course, in the, uh, in the, in the following weeks, other episodes are gonna drop. But we also meet the Harfoots, the ancestors of the Hobbits who have had some knack of accidentally stumbling in trouble. There's Markela Cavanaugh, Nori, and of course, um, she's troublesome and funny and either Mary or Pippin, uh, while Lenny Harry's mysterious suit there, sad of uh, burrows as intrigued uh, to the uh, whimsical tale and uh, takes more substantial turn as the Harfoots are drawn into the world of the big people. So um, these characters are so beautifully um, uh, imagined and uh, and and uh, I, I, I really, really enjoyed watching this entire Rings of Power where, you know, this could be, uh, you know, just like House of Dragon was a spin-off to Game of Thrones, uh, this is the proverbial thing spin-off. This story um, tells the the re. It, it, it is more than just 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 a story. It is a lot of stories coming together, and um, it it's so well done. You know, you will go back to references uh, off this entire series. You'll have to go back and keep googling for references to really understand it. But every 
every scene in the series, you know where the money has gone. You feel the denseness of the movie and there's barely a minute to breathe between between the as the movie moves from location to location a series moves from location to location you don't get the breathing time it really engulfs you it hooks you it triggers you and it's gotten your attention and uh, you know the lore of middle earth as the rings of power tells is um, it's just an amazing adventure I totally enjoyed it and with that we hope you guys have enjoyed um rings of power if you haven't seen it please go ahead and be sure to watch it just remember that it is being released episode by episode or i believe it's like being released two episodes at a time is that right two, episodes at a time. two yeah it is being Every released week. two episodes at a time so we will continue to keep updating you guys on what happens and, and this has been tria mira and michael giving you the latest and the greatest in bollywood movies media and entertainment so be sure to check back in next week where we have another episode keeping you guys in the loop about what you should know in the world of bollywood hollywood and everything in between thanks everyone <laughs>